Good morning. It is Friday, September 22nd. It is six minutes after nine. This is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. He's on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. I'm there too. Casey Daniels 317. We're both on YouTube right now. Type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. And also, if you like the music that Kevin has selected today, you can find it on Spotify with the Kendall and Casey playlist. Two ways to get that. Just type in Kendall and Casey or select the date. 8, 9, slash, 22, Oh my gosh, Casey, everybody knows Kendall how to use Casey. the internet. Let's go. Let's on with the show. Come on, let's roar. Come on, let's go. All right, coming up, we're going to talk about the border. We're also going to talk about what's going on with Ukraine and Vladimir Zelensky. But you want to get to this poll. I know you're very excited about it. Oh so. my gosh, I'm about ready to explode with excitement and enthusiasm and uh, just a level of emotion that I absolutely cannot express uh, and remain a broadcaster in good standing on these airwaves. Tell us about the poll. All right, Biden would beat Trump by six points in a 24 rematch if Trump is convicted before the election. Okay, so this is the difference of the idea of the thing versus the actual thing. So what I mean by that is I think there's a lot of people who don't actually fathom a former presidential, a former president being convicted of something. Mm -hmm. And then when you actually tell them, okay, but what if he was? Yeah, but he won't be. But what if he was? It wouldn't change what he did or didn't do. It just mean 12 people said you should go to prison for this. And yet you see very clearly in this poll, if you take it at face value, polling is but a snapshot of a moment in time that people say it would alter their opinion of Trump, which mm-hmm. is why the Democrats are trying to get these trials done before he runs for president. It doesn't alter their opinion a whole lot, though, because in this poll, they have Donald Trump trailing by two points. But then if you factor in a conviction, then it falls to four points. So what's the difference there? We're talking two points. Uh, it's the idea of, here's how I equate it to you. It is the idea of, I have very strong evidence my significant other is uh, cheating on me versus I now know definitively mm. my significant other is cheating on me. Mm-hmm. There may be... <laughs> There may be like just irrefutable evidence in front of you, like this person is disappearing for long periods of time and can't account for their whereabouts. And, you know, you have seen text messages in their cellular telephone. You know it's probably happening, but when it's the moment when it is hit, it hits you right in the face that it is happening. It's a whole different ball game, the admission or the whatever or however that works. It's just a different thing. And this is what we keep trying to say to people is You can, whatever you want about, well, this is terrible against Trump, and this is this, and this is... It is, right? It is. It's awful. The uh, justice in this country is being weaponized against a guy to keep him from being president of the United States again. Absolutely, without debate, without discussion. But unless you're going to find some way to stop it, which Trump is proposing that the Republicans do in the new budget negotiations, Mm -hmm. and we'll get to that, the, the reality is it will impact the way people vote. If you want to win... And Trump is indeed convicted before the election. It will absolutely impact his ability to win that election. Okay, so this was a WPA intelligence poll. And also this morning, a new Reuters poll came out, says the same thing. Biden is leading Trump by five points, 44 to 39 percent. Of course, media always likes to run with these polls that uh, aren't favorable to Trump. But to be fair, the only poll that really matters is the one that's going to happen on Election Day. Look, they're they're tied, right? People don't want either one of these two guys. Sometimes Trump's a little up. Sometimes Biden's a little up. These guys are pretty much tied because they're both 
the public at large, and I'm not talking about the hardcore wings of the party or whatever, but the, the public at large is telling you we don't want either of these two people. But here's the test you should use, Casey, and you have friends who I think would, would be great sample size for this. If you took the average person, not somebody who listens to the show every day or not someone who's in, super into politics, but if you took the average person and you asked them if Trump were convicted, would it impact your vote? The average unaffiliated with either party person, non-hardcore person who does not know or doesn't engage to the extent at which the bull crap is happening as it relates to Trump would probably say yes mm-hmm. because the guy could be in prison. And nobody wants that. How would you like that? I don't even know how that actually would work. Yeah. Uh, okay, so here's something to consider. Could Kamala Harris be the one to give us two new candidates? Imagine if she were to step down and say, I'm done. I'm not going to be the VP. She could potentially save the Democrats from herself and Joe Biden. And would that scare the Democrats enough that they would want to run someone else against Donald Trump? Uh, but then, of course, that is not going to happen. No, she spent, of course she it's spent not going to happen. She spent years sleeping her way to the top, Casey. She is not going to go through all that and then just go, well, I'm done here. I'm a heartbeat away from the presidency. No interest in that. No, mm-hmm. thank you. That is does raise a fascinating question, though, is if indeed, uh, and I guess we can just, just kind of pivot into this next story about where Biden is now telling the same story within mm-hmm. a few minutes of, of each other. Yeah. But if indeed there is some way or world in which Biden willfully steps down, they're going to have to bypass her because she's more unlikable than he is. Exactly. She and has so better, worse numbers than he does. Conversation okay, so Biden was speaking. This was at a private fundraising event in New York on Wednesday. And apparently he was talking to about a dozen people and talking about how he decided to run for president. Then he started talking about his economic record. And then within minutes, he told the exact same story again, nearly yeah. word for word. Yes. Have you ever? <laughs> and you, you, I, I even commented about that the other day on the air. I said, he's already told that story. He tells that story all the time. Yeah. And it's not that, look, old people do tell stories all the time. And in fact, I when I was a kid, I got a sweatshirt for my grandpa that said uh, one of my favorite, you know, all the grandpa's favorite things, telling the same story over and over and over again. Didn't do it within two minutes of each other. Right. right? And, and not word for word. <laughs> I mean, it's like he read the note card said something else and then went back to the same exact note card. I have a neighbor and he's just one of the one of the lives near me and he's one of the most awesome people and he will from time to time enjoy a a sound hearty beverage or two and if you'll see him out out on his porch or patio and shoot the breeze with him, he will tell the same story <laughs> within 2 or 3 minutes of each other and yeah. it's funny because hey, the guy's having a good time, he's having a few beverages. Hey, did you know I did blah blah blah. Yes, you just told me that. And it's funny and it's endearing and it's like and he's a cool dude and he's the best neighbor in the world. He's not the president. Exactly. He's sitting on his porch with his with a beer. <laughs> he's not meeting world leaders. He's not talking at the General Assembly. I mean, you, we just had Biden with more recent gaffes. He just walked into a flag. He didn't shake uh, the Brazil president's hand. <laughs> I mean, these mistakes are putting us in dangerous territory globally. And you have to, it, it's 77% of voters believe he's too old, doesn't think he'll be effective for four more years. And that includes 69% of Democrats. So when is somebody going to pull him aside 
Jill Biden and say, enough is enough, Grandpa. Don't you think your the, time is up? Don't you think the risk, the calculated risk here is if he leaves, he will go to prison. If he is not the president, he will likely go to prison. I mean, there is irrefutable evidence of what he has done related to pay-for-play schemes, schemes plural, involving office, his office. And there is a real risk that if he loses the sword and shield of the presidency, which keeps you cannot indict a sitting president, which keeps him from really any sort of legal ramifications, that he he believes if I quit, then they will come after me and I could end up going to prison. Well, you're banking on the Judiciary Committee actually doing something or you're banking on Kevin McCarthy actually doing the impeachment inquiry. And now that's getting all tangled up in their negotiations for a government shutdown. Yes. Shut the government down. They're not going to be there to continue on with this inquiry. Yes, that's correct. Everything's going very well in the country. Another place things are going very well, Casey, is the border. And mm-hmm. uh, boy, I'll tell you what, Corinne Jean-Pierre, she wanted no part of uh, questions about illegal immigration yesterday. Yeah, we'll hear from her coming up with 93 WIBC. Everybody's got a heart. 20 minutes after nine, Everybody's it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Bruce Springsteen celebrating a birthday tomorrow. 74, lady. 74. So we're going to hear from him all day long today, huh? Did you hear the disdain in her voice? She was like, hey, Bruce is celebrating a birthday tomorrow. Yeah, Casey. Uh, so we're going to hear from him all day today. <laughs> oh. It's going to be the best Spotify playlist ever. <laughs> Don't talk about that, Kevin. People know how to use People Spotify. People know how to use the internet. Oh, no, here's the thing. Like, uh, Hammer was screaming at me yesterday. He's like, you have to get into your segments faster. You have to get into your segments faster. So today, we're going to rip roar right into these segments. Casey, the board a disaster, go. All right. In case you weren't aware, a second train full of illegals have arrived. Nobody's stopping them. 10,000 immigrants arrived on Wednesday alone. <laughs> Joe Biden saying he's going to give 500,000 work permits to a bunch of Venezuelans who have come in. Sends a message. Keep on coming. We want more of you. It is like, I do not want you to do this thing. However, I'm going to incentivize you to do this thing. Right. Which tells me you do not understand the words that are coming out of your mouth or the words coming out of your mouth are completely full of crap. I'm probably going with the second one, Casey. Okay, so uh, this can be summed up not by incompetence, by design. I mean, the policies, they're a mess. It's deliberate. It's methodical. And they've been implemented completely by Joe Biden the very first moment he was sworn in as president. It's what he wanted. It's happening. And here we go. Karine Jean-Pierre doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah, so... (laughs) Peter Ducey from Fox News asked her this question about this mass illegal immigration. It's been a theme throughout his presidency. It's back again. There's new surges coming across the border. And listen to her wanting absolutely no part of this question. Thanks, Green. So what do you call it here at the White House when 10,000 people illegally cross the border in a single day. So what do you call it, Peter, when GOP puts forth a... a, a wait, no. No, 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 no. No, you can't. Green? I'm answering... Okay, we're going to move you're on. You're answering no, no, question no, 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 okay. no, 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 we're moving on. Green, moving. please. In the back. No, no, you said you were stopping the, the flow back. of the border. No, no. I tried to answer... Peter, I tried to answer the question. You stopped me. Let's go. No, uh, I have so many issues with this. She said she tried to answer the question. No, she didn't. She was asking another question. She said, what do you get when the GOP? And then she stopped. I really want to know what she was going to ask him. 
She had no intention of answering that question. And at that very moment, Corinne Jean-Pierre was not the press secretary. Corinne Jean-Pierre was somebody who did not want to hear from Fox News. Yeah, and look, you're a very forthright and honest person, so you've no, n- never done this or experienced this, Casey. But have you ever had a question asked of you <laughs> that you just simply didn't want to answer? And you're absolutely uh, not saying I've ever done this, but you just try to talk long enough that the person will forget what question they've asked you? Or you just deflect into another topic. <laughs> Yes, but she was very good at not answering that question at all. And she said, I tried to answer your question. No, you didn't. She, no, you didn't. Okay, so the mayor of of Eagle Pass, Texas, he said that they have been abandoned down there. Mayor, how do you feel about it when you say that there are no consequences and that is causing more of this? Does the president bear some of the responsibility for the crisis in your city? I'll be honest with you, I believe 100% he does bear some responsibility uh, for this crisis. I haven't heard from anybody in the administration. Uh, the president hasn't put out the state, a statement, the vice president, I haven't heard from anybody. Nobody has bothered to call me, anyone in the city staff saying, hey, this is the federal government. We know what you're going through. We're worried about you. This is our plan of action. Nothing. We're here abandoned. We're on the border. We're asking for help. This is unacceptable. Please just enforce the laws that are on the books. We're a nation of laws. That's all I ask for is that it, it shouldn't be... Uh, like this we should be able to enforce laws if you want to come here good come legally a lot of people have in the past it takes a lot of money and years to do it the right way and it's not fair for those people that now you have thousands of people coming in without one single consequence it's just not fair mayor salinas thank you very much Okay, so if you were to draw, like if you can picture, I'm trying to describe where Eagle Pass, Texas is. If you were to take a line, and I get that Texas is not a square or a rectangle, so you can't just evenly divide it in half. But if you were to take a line down the center of Texas and Mm -hmm. just draw it, it's almost right in the heart of the center of Texas on the southern border, if you can picture that. If you were to just say, we're going to cut Texas in half, draw that line down to the southern border, that's where Eagle Pass, Texas is. It is an area that has been just overwhelmed with illegal immigration and this guy is saying look this should be a bipartisan thing democrat or republican you should have a vested interest in stopping people from entering the country that are not following proper procedure yeah and he feels abandoned now the governor of texas says that he has officially declared an invasion at the border they've deployed the texas national guard dps local law enforcement he now says they're going to build a border wall razor wire and have marine barriers there and it all seems like the mainstream media is finally waking up to this. I'm sure you've seen more and more video coming out. And it all seemed like it turned a little bit when New York City Mayor Eric Adams came out and he said that the migrant crisis was going to destroy New York City. Yes, you created the problem. Now you are mad that the problem has come to you. And you're looking to the people who created the problem to solve the problem, which they don't actually want the problem solved. They just want the problem to go somewhere else. All right, Casey, when we come back, Mm -hmm. TV, television, traditional TV, huge trouble. Huge, huge, huge trouble, and it appears we're in for a major shift in how people consume content with their eyes. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Criteria for the second GOP debate has been released. 
Republican National Committee is requiring candidates to attain at least 50,000 unique donors, including including at least 200 uh, from 20 states. That's up from 40,000 last time. Why is the standard so low? Like, you have been running for president for at least five months now. And what, 50,000 people? Mm Mm-hmm. It's a country of 330 million. Casey, I have no idea what percentage that is, but that let's see. I can probably do that off the top of my head. So 20 to 50,000 goes into a million 20 times. So that's 1 20th, 1 million. T- that is like a pathetically low percentage of the population. <laughs> you give up? I'm just like, I got about halfway and then I just lost my train of thought. That is such a pathetically low percentage of the population. Mm-hmm. And it's one thing to say, well, Fred's only been at it for a week. You've been at it for five months. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is get 50,000 donors and a 3% polling threshold. Yeah. The candidates also have to receive at least 3% support in two national polls. They also have to give their blood type, the first street they lived on, their first pet's name, uh, their mother's maiden name they have to be able to run a mile under and under six too many goobers (laughs) there's too many goobers on the stage casey and you dilute the importance of being on the stage when you allow the 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 goobers who have no chance i mean you got a bunch of booger eaters up there who have as much chance to be president as i do and i mean look it should be like desantis ramaswamy nikki haley I don't know, maybe Tim Scott and the rest of them are just wasting everyone's time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't even know if Tim Scott, how he's doing now, but it's just like what there's too many people talking, too many people talking who have no chance to win. And this is why people don't want to watch because they don't get enough. It'd be as if like, okay, the bears are going to play the chiefs on Sunday. And it would be as if, well, People want to watch the game. It's going to be a national game because, Hey, Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback for the chiefs. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, what if you said, hey, the backup guy and the practice squad guy for the Chiefs also get to take at least 30% of the snaps? Well, who in the world wants to see those guys? Yep. You know why they're not playing? Because they're not as good as Patrick Mahomes and no one wants to see them play. You're and that's what, the they're, that's what they're doing here with Christie and Pence. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know who the rest of the Good Time Fun Gang is. They can't win. Why are they up there? Well, you know who's not going to be in it so far is that uh, Francis Suarez from... Well, didn't he quit? The mayor of Miami. He quit. And Doug Hubergum isn't in it yet. And, well, uh, what's the other guy's name? Floyd or Fred, the governor of uh, Mass... uh, Hutchison. Yes. Floyd Hutchison, isn't it? Ace, Ace Hutchison. <laughs> exactly where, to your point. Where was Who he the cares? governor? I don't even Mississippi, wasn't that right? Is that right? Arkansas. 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 It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't matter. I mean, it, it, like, gosh, the Republicans just make everything as awful as they possibly can. Well, and the other person who's not going to be there is Donald Trump. <laughs> Choosing not to participate. Instead, he's going to be talking to UAW strikers. Look, you know my opinion on this, and I get that people disagree, and there are people who feel the other way. I I think it's just a huge middle finger to voters and taxpayers to say, I'm not going to stand on a stage and answer questions, especially when you were willing to go on Meet the Press, which is a super liberal very super liberal NBC network, if you're willing to answer questions from them, but not from your fellow Republican candidates, Mm -hmm. what, I mean, again, politically, and and we got into this yesterday and off the rails, politically, it might be a good 
move, but if we're just about playing politics, that's why the country's in the condition it's in. Well, it's a controlled environment for Trump. That's one of the reasons I believe he's not going to do the debates, because he's not in control of that situation. Do you have any interest in watching this? The debate? Yeah. Absolutely. Really? Again? Yes, again. After that just... After two hours of your time was completely wasted the last mm-hmm. time, you're like, give me some more of that? <laughs> give me more of that. Really? Yeah, there's an entertainment factor for me. I want to see how they've perfected their narrative based on the last one. You want to see how the elixir salesman has got better at mm-hmm. conning people that the yes. elixir he's selling. Yes, exactly. Okay. And I want to know what the questions are going to be, where they're directing everything. Are they going to talk more about the economy? Are they going to talk more about the border? Things that actually affect me. Yeah, I want to know what they have to say. Just in case, because you never know what could happen with Biden or Trump. You know, terms of service when you access public Wi-Fi somewhere sounds more entertaining than sitting through these guys <laughs> <laughs> lie to me again for two hours. Okay, uh, it will be broadcast on traditional TV. Oh. You think it'll get any eyeballs? Uh, look, I just, I just, I mean, it was a pathetically low number the last time because again, the star of the show, it's like, you know, when, uh, what's his name? The Sheen, Charlie Sheen left two and a half men, right? Mm-hmm. So you still have, Alan and the kid and Berta and now we've got Ashton Kutcher as the wild wacky new guy but the star of the show is not mm-hmm. there anymore. Like you still have the show yep. in this sense you're still having a Republican debate but the star of the show Charlie Sheen is not is not there anymore so this doesn't work and this is the same thing here it doesn't work without Trump but it also doesn't work because you have 93 other side characters it'd be as if two and a half men said charlie sheen is not here and we're gonna have 93 other side characters who you don't care about remember ryan styles was a was a uh, was a side character in two and a half men ryan styles is the big goofy comedian guy he was on whose line is it anyway he was very very funny as the man who married uh alan's ex-wife and he was very funny for like three seconds he was on every episode and he would have some wildly funny one-liner and he would look tall and goofy and you'd go oh man i love ryan styles you wouldn't love ryan styles if you had 40 minutes of him not by himself And this is what we have we have no charlie sheen and we have 90 minutes of ryan styles he's a good sidekick but not the main lead guy yes absolutely okay so let's talk about what's going on with traditional television hitting the unload phase tv now where radio was 10 years ago huh uh, being sold off interesting article about how these major television networks, you know, obviously Disney owns ABC, mm-hmm. uh, they're part, you know, ESPN, and they are considering, there's rumors, I guess, they are considering pulling the plug yep. on ABC because they are simply saying, these mega corporations are saying they're, the money that was once in traditional television is no longer there and it is not coming back and we can either be a part of the long funeral brigade or we can duck out and say, hey, we don't have time to sit through this whole thing. We're going to Wendy's. Bad news for David Muir and all the people at ABC who work there because uh, it's being rumored that, what, Nexstar may buy them? And who would you rather work for, a big corporation like Disney or Nexstar? Well, and we talked about this, that WIBC has been largely immune to this because we provide something that people can't get anywhere else, which is, one, we're wildly entertaining and charismatic and magnanimous, and two... (laughs) That's funny, Kevin. You can laugh at that. That's okay. Um, And two, we provide local talk content. So if you want local political government talk content, there is not very many places you can get it. And terrestrial radio through the form of WIBC remains that. But radio as a collective Mm -hmm. 
has really struggled because, and you know this because you were in management for years and years and years, and we talked about this, terrestrial radio fought amongst itself in an ever-changing landscape instead of saying, how do we collectively come together and get ahead of the freight train that is coming, whether it was satellite radio or podcasting mm-hmm. or whatever else. And now everybody's just left holding holding the back. TV is the same way. There is there are so many different ways that you can consume content now and so many other people have streaming or cable it used to be oh my gosh we have abc or we have nbc or we have cbs that is the golden goose because everybody can get us well that doesn't matter anymore because everybody can get everything well for the past couple of years the only ABC outlets that were making a lot of money were the local affiliates yeah. that that were in major cities. It wasn't the network as a whole. But I think a part of this also has to do with the amount of time that people are watching television, and that is lower and lower. And of course it is, because we just talked about it last week, how people are spending two hours and 45 minutes a day on social media. Yeah. So they don't have time left to put it on their eyeballs to the television. Well, on the other side of this, and I actually, you know, I can tell you, you know, I did this last night. It used to be the saving grace for the networks, whether it was CBS, NBC, ABC, or Fox, was they had especially especially through sports content, live content that you couldn't get anywhere else. And so if you were the NFL, you said, ah, you know, We've got maybe some other offers out there, but we want the most amount of eyeballs on our products. So we are going to stay with these massive network contracts. Well, last night, Casey, I watched a football game on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can watch the NFL on a very, you know, YouTube now has a streaming contract with the National Football League. The NFL, which is the, you know, grand prize of sports content, but the NBA is the same way. Major League Baseball has still largely local contracts but these mega these sports organizations are recognizing dude it doesn't matter where we go people will find us if they want it so let's take the most amount of money and that is another just kind of movement towards the death of terrestrial television tv viewing dropping in all age groups but especially among young people falling 23 percent year over year and this is especially with 16 to 24 year olds and when i worked at the tv station there were two different instances one they wanted to hire these group of ladies to come in and the ladies said why would we come to the tv station when we have a bigger audience on instagram yeah and then there was another young woman that they wanted to hire and she was like tv really i i watch everything on youtube yeah so she had no interest in going to the television station and i think cbs is a great example of what they did just over the weekend yellowstone you've watched that show oh yes big fan right oh yes wasn't that on a, a pay for yeah you had to pay paramount, to, paramount and then paramount Peac- plus and then, and then peacock picked up the streaming rights to right it. yes well, they, they aired the first episode of season one on CBS traditional TV. They're like, oh, gosh, we need to do everything we can to get eyeballs on traditional TV. So funny you said that. We totally did not rehearse this. And so I'm going to hit Casey with this right now. And boy, she is just magnanimous and beautiful and brilliant because she teed this up for me. So my dad and I were sitting there talking yesterday and he goes, hey, I started watching Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. I said, How did you do that? He goes, oh, it was on, on CBS. CBS. And I said, 
dude, you cannot do that because they are cutting out. They have to have cut out half of the program on CBS. I said, here, here's my here's my info. You can now watch this on the Internet. Mm-hmm. And he started watching it. And it's like it's not even the same show. And this is another example. We talked about this with Rogan or, uh, you know, these other various, you know, Barstool, whatever. That Yellowstone, I don't even know how they put it on network television because of all the things they have to cut out. The language, the violence, the nudity. I, mean, I watched it, too. Are you telling me I didn't get the actual oh, Yellowstone? You've never, oh, you've never seen the actual? No. Thing. Oh, my gosh, Casey, you cannot watch that well, show. I watched on it on CBS no, on something Casey. like your dad did. No, I'll give you my information so that you can see it. Because <laughs> We're that's... all logging in with Rob's info. <laughs> did I just commit to uh, on the airway? Shh, <laughs> shh, we won't tell anyone. Uh, anyway. <laughs> It's not even this. I don't even know how they put that show on. Uh, I'm going to have to try to see it just to see how they pulled that off because half the show has to go away. But it comes back to there are so many parameters and rules, just like radio, Mm -hmm. around network broadcasting because of standards and practices and governance regulations, et cetera, that don't exist on the Internet. They don't exist on streaming. They don't exist even, to the most part, on cable. It's, uh, It's just... It's just like it's not even a fair fight, and I don't even know how that fight doesn't anywhere in anywhere other than this doesn't really exist it anymore. It doesn't work, when but they the, tried. So I guess you answered the question. I cannot tell you the last time I watched something on one of the four networks that was not, not sports. Well, sports or like maybe a presidential debate or mm-hmm. something like the, an, an, a live event. I cannot tell you when I last time I watched actual television. Yeah, network TV. Same for me. It was CBS with Yellowstone. I wanted to give it a shot, and it was there, and it was free. They'll do anything. It's 945. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's 950 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Biden hosted Zelensky at the White House. They're uh, fighting over the funding over Ukraine. Did you see how uh, Fetterman was dressed when he met with Zelensky? Why is that okay? It's not. He should have more respect. I mean, he looked like a guy who was across, and there's nothing wrong if you are this by any stretch of the imagination. However, that is not how you should be dressed to go to the United States Senate, the greatest deliberative body, or once was the greatest deliberative body in the history of the world. He looked like a cross between a a mechanic, Mm -hmm. a maintenance guy, and some guy who was like a dog walker of some sort. I mean, he's wearing gym shorts and a mechanic's shirt, and it's just like, dude, that you you dress for the job that you are in, and a mechanic will dress differently, and a mechanic is incredibly valuable, and that was in no way meant to undermine them, but they dress different. Why? Because they're dealing with grease and fluid mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. dirt and grime all day, mm-hmm. and if you want to be a U.S. senator, put on a suit. You are so demeaning. And showing so little respect for this country and for the taxpayers and for the people. Well, that's just it exactly, the taxpayers. It's like the HVAC system at the White House was broken. We're going to send this guy in. No, they're talking about giving millions and millions more dollars 
to Ukraine. And what, J.D. Vance and 28 other people signed some letter saying that the Ukraine funding makes a mockery of Congress. Well, John Fetterman's making a mockery of Congress and the job that he has. But 130 House Republicans announced their support for additional funding in Ukraine. And if you're curious who said yes to that in the great state of Indiana, uh-huh. James Baird, oh, yeah. Greg Pence, uh-huh. Victoria Sparks, oh, sure. Rudy Yaka. Oh, yeah. Did I miss anybody? The Good Time, the Good Time Fun Gang, and Jim, we talked about Jim Baird, who I have the great misfortune for that total zero being my U.S. rep, uh, Charles Bookwalter running against him. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the big rumor is that Baird is going to quit uh, and not even finish his term because, well, that's the Indiana Republican Party way, Casey, just quit in the middle of your term so we can make sure undesirables don't get the seat and the party insiders can appoint their chosen person. Uh, but I would vote for an orange peel, a literal orange peel over Jim Baird. Uh, yes, and you mentioned the other ones. Of course, you've got uh, Rudy Yockum and mm-hmm. and, uh, and old Spartsy and, of course, Greg Pence. I mm-hmm. mean, as his his brother made very clear, Mike, that that is just the most important thing. So uh, Greg Pence has never had an original thought in his entire life. He asked Mike, what am I supposed to do? And Mike tells him, and that's how we operate around here with the Pences. So uh, not surprising at all. And the Republicans doing as Mitch McConnell and Todd Young made very clear multiple times that Ukraine is far more important to you uh, than you, and they will never stop giving them your money. Okay, so Zelensky said that he looks forward to the discussions, um, and he he said it's for the benefit of the nations and, of course, the world. Um, <laughs> it, is, it is for your benefit for, for, that I get $100 billion of your money. Yeah. Uh, let, listen to what he has to say. Now I look forward, Mr. President, to our discussion for the benefit of our nations and the world. When it comes to weapons, we will discuss everything with a special emphasis on air defense. And just to say that, especially this day, uh, one year ago, we had, we made a big exchange of prisoners, uh, war prisoners, and journalists. And it was this day that we got all defenders of Azovstal and also citizens of the United States. I'm happy that we, we did it. Uh, Alexander Druke and Andrew Taihun. What, what the hell is he even saying? Yeah, from- we, we have to stop at this point. We we need to get him and Sparts and Fetterman in a room together and just to have them go at it. Just no script, no nothing. You three just start talking. <laughs> see, see what comes out of that. But did you notice how he sounded like he was trying to direct the conversation when he said, we'll discuss everything with a special emphasis on air defense. Yeah. Like he's saying, this is what I want. Yep. Give me money. Give me more money now. He is Charlie's mom on It's Always Sunny mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. Money me. Mm-hmm. Give me money. Me money now or whatever it was. I mean, that that's what this guy is. He's a slug and he's a leech and he's a loser and he is not a guy that we should be giving any money to. I'm so sick of hearing his voice. I'm so sick of hearing him lecture me. I'm so sick of everything with this guy. Hundreds of billions of our money, printed money that drives inflation. We're giving to this guy with no accountability for it whatsoever and it all will end Casey you watch it will all end with American troops being involved you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC good morning good morning